to get into this weekend yes we do uh we have uh oh i guess i should do the intro so what's intro uh so this is episode five now uh we're previewing coda i'm very excited back in america yes we are we are back in america for a race that europeans don't hate in america because a lot of europeans Hmm. hate miami yes i i remember since this is my first season i remember you talking about how much miami was sort of uh controversial (laughs) gp I really liked it. Like from a first from a first time experience, I thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Seeing those slow-mo shots of the cars going over that like chicane bank where they like hit the curb and yes. went like three wheels in the air yep. going down in. Like yep. that was just entertaining. But, but then you have Will I Am doing the introductions for every single driver and it's like, yeah, yeah. this is like I mean, maybe America in like two thousand eight. It's like hype. Maybe- it's like hyper American culture all in Miami. Yeah. And it's like, get that out of the way. Yeah. And now we're on to a more serious. Yeah. Coda Amer- is a real American track. American GP. It was a made track. It's an incredible track. Every driver loves it. I will say, like, three GPs ago was the first time that anyone mentioned Coda. Mm-hmm. I had to Google it. I had oh, you no, didn't know? I had no idea. Oh, that's I had that's heard okay. from my... So I've played Sim racing prior to my formula one fandom mm-hmm. which was this is my first season forza right yeah forza yeah. seven was my first sim game yep that wheel on my xbox i guess that was my xbox one um pretty soon after it came out uh just playing random stuff solo mm-hmm. never really playing online or anything yeah. but the I've I've played on Circuit of the Americas, but in reference to f- all the Formula One news, people throwing out Coda, I was like, "What are they talking about? <laughs> what is this acronym? What does this mean?" <laughs> and then as soon as I googled it, I felt really dumb. Yep. But for anyone who doesn't know, Circuit of the Americas, yes. we'll save you the Google. Circuit uh, of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Yes. 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 United States GP. Yeah, I have a buddy that works there. He's 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 doing something there, and and pretty sweet. Yeah, it's really exciting to see him and. You know, and, and, and we were buddies in high school, and I didn't know he was into Formula One the entire time. It's not like a thing that you talk about probably when you're in high school. It's not a popular sport oh, yeah. uh, for young kids. Maybe it is now. But um, well, yeah. I kind of gave him some heck the other day, how I guess, um, because uh, after Qatar, I was like, man, this race was incredible. Why didn't you get me into this in, like, 20, mm-hmm. 2014, 2013? And I guess that's when Seb was having his... 2014 would have been, you know, Seb's championship era. So maybe he's a Ferrari fan. So maybe he didn't want to talk about it too much then. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah. So I hear you have something to tell me about Netflix Cup. I don't know anything about this, but you mentioned something, and now I'm very curious. Yeah. So my coworker actually brought this up to me, okay, which makes a lot of sense because he is a golf and Formula One fan. Okay. And he's also a COVID Formula One fan. Okay. So I guess you could rope him in with Drive to Survive. Yeah, put me in there, I guess. Um, but he's has more experience than I do with mm-hmm. F1. Yep. Um, and he brought up uh, this 
he said, hey, have you heard about this golf tournament yeah. that's going on with Formula One drivers? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then after he explained it, of course, you know, on my algorithm, I got a bunch of stuff about it. But the Netflix Cup is a collaboration between Formula One drivers and golf pros. Okay. And it's a golf uh, exhibition tournament mm -hmm. is, I guess, the closest thing that it would be to describe it. Uh, where they're essentially taking, I, I believe what my coworker explained is that there's a series very similar to Drive to Survive uh -huh. that follows golf pros. Oh, wow. So that is kind of that side of things, golf okay. is there side like golf of things. Trauma? I, probably. Okay. I don't know anything about golf. Man. I don't know anything I, about I'm golf. I'm really nasty at mini golf. My wrists don't that's, rotate, so that's I, true. I can't golf. And I've known you for a long golf. time, and ever since I've met you, you have brought physical disabilities. <laughs> it's okay, but um, that's really cool. So, did uh, do you know who performed in it? Or so it's coming up. Well, I think it already happened, and then this is the release of the show. Oh, it's a Netflix series, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably like a limited time series. Yeah. But you'll enjoy this. The formula, I don't know any of the golfers, which is kind of obvious. Yes. I believe there's four golfers. There's four Formula One drivers. Okay. I'll start from the bottom up. Not rating-wise, but that we'll care about. Yep. Gasly. Oh, nice. Signs. Wait, wait. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. That's a, that's a, that's a bit of a, uh, if you watch a lot of Formula One content, that's a pretty good meme from uh, Danny Ricardo. Danny Rick, and yep. he's back on the grid. Yep. So We'll get into that later. Yep. Anyway. Pierre Gasly. Gasly. Signs. Carlos Signs. Lando Norris. Oh, that's exciting. Alex no Albon. Way. Oh my gosh, I got this shirt on and everything. I'm like, excited. I'm oh glad yeah. you can tell me about this thing. Oh yeah. I, oh, I don't even awesome. like golf, but I know that Lando Norris and I honestly didn't know that Albon was into golf. But oh, his, his, we both know, and yep, I brought yep. up to my coworker today that yep. brought it, brought up the Netflix Cup to me yep. earlier in the week. Yep, and I said she's a pro. His girlfriend, Alex Albon's oh, yeah. girlfriend, is a professional golfer, and she watched Drive to Survive, saw Albon on Drive to Survive, and then they started dating. Yep, I heard about that. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Which is crazy. That's full circle. But no, that should be, I'll definitely, we'll definitely watch that together. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about it on a future episode, but. I'm not going to lie. I just looked it up. I thought I knew a couple golfers names. I, I don't reckon. That's okay. I'm, I, I don't. It's because I'm going to learn. That's why. I will say I knew when they talked about, and I don't think this isn't necessarily something that we have on our talking points, but the. Athletes in in the international sphere yeah. that have recently invested into Alpine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Rory McIlroy, yep. I believe is his name. Uh, Travis Kelsey as well. Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I know that, being a bit of a football fan myself. I did know that golfer's name, mm -hmm. which was good. Yeah. But that's an interesting concept in itself, the... Amount of, if you're a sports fan, pro, you're a sports fan. Pro athletes yeah. that know, I feel like they kind of know what it takes to get into and be a professional athlete. Yes, yeah. So they can sort of see the and appreciate. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. Know, what goes into Formula One? Yep. And it's obviously growing in the United States, so that's where you're getting the 
Travis Kelsey and the Patrick Mahomes yep. aspect of that. But yeah. anyway, the Netflix Cup. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about golf. I'll watch it with you. I know Lando's a good golfer. He was part of a cup recently that I believe he was competing as a Europe team. Okay. With other people, and nice. they ended up winning. Oh wow! So he got like a cup tournament mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Competing for your like representing Europe. Mm-hmm. So I have bad shoulders, you know, from lifting weights. I feel yeah. like I wouldn't be a great golfer. But... We're not. Both of us are not built for golf. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But it would be cool to watch. Yeah, and we'll, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm excited to look and you know watch the Netflix Cup. Yeah, yeah. learn a little bit. Yeah, pull pull you know personalities from Albon and Norris. Of course, yeah, answering back and forth. Yep, yep, that'll be cool. I have some rumors to talk about. Rumors. So, um, came across my Twitter feed first. I wanted to like confirm it before X. I put. Com. Oh yeah, is that yeah? You're right. X. dot com. I can. Oh, okay, that derailed me a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. X. dot com. So I was looking on X. dot com, um, and yeah, so I saw some some um rumor beef, I guess, between um Helmut Marco and Christian Horner. Mm. Um, I don't know if this has been going on for a while, but obviously Horner's had some eccentric comments um towards a driver and you know i i don't really maybe it's an age thing maybe it's uh, you know i i don't know horner and market marco sorry yeah. are a gen- whole generation apart that's true that's very true and then it's, horner's like a generation and a half away from like his main driver right now and horner's in charge of the team marco just sort of has influence yes. on it yeah so you're going to have gonna have some heads up battles so they've been beating heads for a while and actually like there's been some reputable sources starting to talk about this situation as well where Mm. um you know i guess uh dr helmut marco has some like miscellaneous kind of position you're right of influence within the team yeah like he doesn't really have a position of you know direct power yeah but he can be in horner's ear and say something and something will likely change um so bigger news sources are starting to pick up on this um, I don't, I, you know, it, it's very strange, you know, you, I guess you get to a certain age and you don't really need to work, but you want to work because you're passionate about it. So, you know, Helmut's been around for a long time in the scene of Formula One. Um, I think 2006 was when he purchased Minardi um, to become the first Red Bull team uh, around that time period. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I mean, just just for context, he's been around for, you know, at least the scene 17 years, right? Um, he's had a lot of success, a lot of, you know, championships for drivers some constructors championships as well, even during some, you know, very difficult times to be a constructors champion, uh, with, you know, Mercedes and Ferrari doing what they did, mm-hmm. you know, in the earlier part of, of, of this, of this century. But, uh, you know, if some, some people on Twitter are calling for his retirement. Some people are saying, you know, just, just get out of there. It's, it's kind of awkward for Red Bull right now where you're at the top, you're, you have a driver at the top, a driver who clearly doesn't like the car very much. Um, and then you, now you have these inner struggles in management now, which, you know, when you're at the top, the only way you can go is really down comparatively. Like, yes, you can get better, That's a good point. but you're never going to stay at the top forever. So, you know, as a fan, as someone who just watched one of the most, or no, it was the most dominant season in Formula One history, it I is. would argue. Yeah. Um, it's a good time to maybe have a little bit of drama in Red Bull right now. I'm sure Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren chomping at the bits. Yeah, that's tricky. I mean, you can obviously see Helmut's 
literally glued to Christian Horner's shoulder. Yes. Anytime that he's other than, you know, on the pit pit lane setup. Yep. Before and like after the race, mm -hmm. he's totally in there. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I, I feel like I don't have a, enough experience and knowledge to talk on this point specifically. I, I do know that him and Max get on very well. Like Helmet and Max are very close yeah i uh, think they have a mutual respect for each other yeah i think both of them are you know really understand that the other person wants to win mm -hmm. but i still think horner wants to win i still think checo wants to win yeah it's very strange yeah there it's almost just you know two different dynamics on how to run the ship yeah and also like our perspective we're so young that someone like helmet marco has such a different mindset yeah. and life experience he got the so, internet at like 70 yeah that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yes oh. um so haas is coming in this weekend with a bunch of new upgrades um i just watched um i guess the preview mm -hmm. um I, we watched it together a little bit um yeah. but you know it was interesting they interviewed k mag and and uh kevin magnuson and one thing that he said was it's not necessarily like a increase in downforce in the car or an increase in performance it's a new way of looking at the car um, that's a little exciting because, you know, it could be nothing happens. It could be Haas is, you know, seeing both drivers in the points and it could be both Haas drivers are 10 seconds behind, uh, you know, the worst driver. Yeah. So, um, it's a little exciting going into this weekend cause I think it's a very fun track. Yeah. For them, it's a home, it's a home GP for them. <laughs> I like the air quotes for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still not like super knowledgeable about the whole i think haas is a canadian company but it's yeah. their home-ish grand prix they call it their home grand prix that's fair at least if you want to call I've it your seen. home grand prix you can call it your home. Yeah. As, as long as it's not three people calling uh silverstone their home grand prix yes that would be bad but from their perspective i guess it's from what i've heard and comparing it to other instances of upgrades it seems like it's sort of a whole package yes rather than an individually not just a front focused wing. yeah not it's a side not, pod it's not a specific it's not even specific like arrow it's it's you know a whole essentially new perspective yeah. on the car that it's going to make free practice be really fun to watch because yes if they don't do well significantly compared to everyone else all of a sudden everyone's gonna be yeah. scratching their heads um, for especially sure. in the red, white, and blue in front of the Texas fans. Yeah. It'll be a little awkward. And I think this one, this track specifically, will be good compared to past, recent past tracks, where based on the schedule, the environment that you're going to be in free practice mm -hmm. and sprint shootout and the sprint and the race. They're identical. They're all Rel they're all within like a four hour period during the day yeah that we have no nighttime yep. daytime practice nighttime race yeah that'll be good temperature difference like it's going to be pretty i mean texas is hot mm -hmm. even this time of year yeah which is like fall but at least it will they'll be able to have good data to be able to bring into sprint shootout sprint qualifying qualifying's early mm -hmm. so you do have that less on track time mm -hmm. especially for newer drivers rookies and things mm -hmm. that haven't driven before yeah um but 
trackable data to be able to carry through sprint shootout sprint into the race mm-hmm. should be pretty good based on that environment for the teams to be able to carry their you know strategy and performance in through all of the weekend yeah i'm pretty stoked for quality i didn't even check any of the times i assume it's well i'm at work tomorrow at some point so, so i'll probably bring my laptop to work but yeah i looked today it was today's thursday mm-hmm. we'll be watching free practice during the day mm-hmm. while we're at work qualifying for the race on sunday in the evening oh nice at five. Oh, nice nice for us yeah we can watch East, a little late i don't really mind Eastern standard time yeah i'll probably come in at six so yeah and then sprint shootout saturday afternoon for us uh-huh. sprint saturday evening mm-hmm. i believe it starts at 6 p.m for us mm-hmm. and then race 3 p.m i'm stoked so, it's gonna be a good weekend for oh wow oh, laptop oh. almost took a dip <laughs> um it's so gonna no, be a good the, weekend for us though. yeah the race schedule definitely the united states canada based races are a better schedule for us yeah coming from the east coast yeah i'm i'm freaking stoked yeah it's exciting uh another thing before we uh you know get into any any talks about the race mclaren is now 11 points from aston martin man that is crazy and i also didn't know that until i first looked at the talking points for today's episode 11 points is i mean it makes a ton of sense looking at the past we watched the three weekend interviews of the drivers yes this weekend today on thursday and uh you know they were interviewing lando and they introduced him by saying five podiums in a row yeah and I, that's also another thing that i wasn't even really i didn't even pick up keeping on that. track of nope. you know i feel like especially with me going on vacation and missing live guitar and mm-hmm. the weeks off and just how things have lined and i'm up. in singapore yeah. yeah yeah it's been kind of it's been up and down up for and us. down back and forth yeah. not catching everything all the time yeah. and not watching all f1 content obsessively yeah but five podiums in a row is you can't knock that man. oh man that's and, incredible you know right after that he talked about the fact that the mclaren car isn't necessarily best suited for this track slow corners yeah but at the same time you know, looking at the track, looking at past years recently, um, this track has kind of a variety yeah. of, I would say so, you know, it's a great track, slow, yeah. medium, high speed corners that yeah. you're going to have. I think this one specifically, when they show overlays of different drivers in different cars mm-hmm. and they'll put them on top of each other in like ghost form mm-hmm. like forza yep where they'll put each person's fastest lap on top of each other mm-hmm. there's entire like sectors where you know a mclaren will be like a whole second or two ahead of another car because yep. they're faster in a certain section yep. but then through the tighter section the other person catches up so their their lap times are within a tenth of a second mm-hmm. but watching the actual performance of each car through each section there's high variability oh yeah yeah i feel like that's going to cater specifically to this track where you have that variability between cars i agree 100 percent. i think it's going to be an exciting race yeah, I'm we also before we get into that race i just want to make this point um 
Mercedes and Ferrari are not that far ahead of McLaren. And if they keep getting these double podiums and sticking them in the bag, within, you know, point-wise, I guess it would take two races, but, you know, I would say three races, you know, they could be walking into Vegas toe-on-toe with Ferrari, toe-on-toe with Mercedes. That could be probably the comeback story of the year as a team. Um, <laughs> the story of Piastri, if Piastri can keep up his recent performance. Yeah. That's incredible. He's already exceeding. We talked about this last episode of what rookies in the past over 10 years have been doing. I'd like to see, you know, maybe just like percentage of um, finishes in the points. I don't know how you would compare that to rookies of the past because I I would assume by now, this is maybe a bold claim, but I would assume by now he's probably outscored every rookie um, in Formula One. You know, and and I guess a very bold statement, but I'd like to see comparatively, like, who were the best Formula One rookies? Who made their best debut? Because it wasn't Max. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't some of the drivers you would think it would be because they're at the top right now. You know, Lewis might be up there, actually. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'd like to see a side-by-side. There are some rookies I've heard that, you know, get points their first race. Nick DeVries? DeVries get points, you know, very early yep. in their first couple of races. Yep. But looking at an entire, and I don't know enough about like Max's rookie year, mm-hmm. but performance from starting to where they're at right now, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective of not having super good knowledge of past years, but mm-hmm. McLaren in general and Piastri specifically are impressing me crazy way. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 really excited to see what they do. Um, he didn't seem as confident, you know, but, but, you know, I'm yeah, at least hoping they get a good yeah. score of points here. Um, I think they'll overtake Aston Martin here, to be honest. Um, let, you know, let's talk about Coda a little bit. You know, we're back in the USA. Again, we talked about that earlier. Yep. Um, a lot of turns, a lot of cool things to see. Last year was an electric race. Um, you had some great fights between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I guess you didn't see it, but, you know, I'll run through some things here. Mm-hmm. That was a great, um, duel, mostly because Lewis hadn't, this was his first season without a win and he was at the front of the pack and and, and max came behind him with mediums lewis was on hards lewis gave him a, a fight and i think at the end of the race i want to say it was around four or five seconds four and a half seconds some some reason sticks in my mind as as to how badly max ended up beating him at the end but also sebastian vettel had probably one of his best shows um you know i don't want to say in in the aston martin but you know towards the end of his yeah. you know tenure there yeah. um but with kevin magnuson that was that was one of the best duels I'd, I'd seen last year as well um so a lot of excitement coming into this race for me um you know i, I we talked about making chili i'm excited to make some chili i'm gonna get the ingredients probably this weekend yeah i'll have to get my cornbread recipe yeah you have to text okay. me about that yeah yeah maybe i'll get a cowboy hat kind of cool party city probably has that yeah i mean the drivers that have in recent years that i feel like they're all taking the content from Danny Rick, Max, oh yeah, doing the whole getting their own custom cowboy boots and <laughs> cowboy hats. And... No, I saw Valtteri with the Stetson. Oh yeah, yeah, he during looked, the driver interview. He and looked then cool. Danny Rick for the first time back in a while yep. on the driver driver's couch in the cowboy boots. Cowboy boots, you're right. You're, yeah. I wonder if they're the same ones that he had Taylor made. Uh, I'd have to look at both videos. To maybe he Danny Rick's uh, streetwear kind of his brand his mm-hmm. clothing brand released uh cowboy rick 
hoodie that has a whole design on the back that's very like westerny, very fitting. To anyone that might be listening to this that is not in the United States, I just want to say I am I am not I'm not a cowboy. I'm not anything like that. There's different levels to the United States as a whole. I like those maps that you see online Mm -hmm. that show people from the outside of the United States perspective on what the state layout and makeup is of the United States. And it's Texas is the entire center of the United States. Yeah. And somehow we're like grouped with New York. Yeah. New York is the entire East Coast. Yeah. Except for Florida at the bottom. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then California. Yeah. Well, we're in New We're in Pennsylvania, but we're in New York essentially. Yeah. (laughs) If you're if you're watching overseas. It was interesting seeing a lot of following all of the drivers. A lot I think a lot of drivers went to New York City. Oh wow. And spent time in New York Mm -hmm. and then flew Texas, which I makes if sense. Doing like, uh, like content or stuff like that, or hopefully they were at least able to experience the city. I saw Leclerc eating sushi. Oh, nice! I saw Signs doing other. Like pizza is more of a New York thing, but yeah. Well, <laughs> when you have F one driver money, and also if you New York City is just a like playground. If you drive for Ferrari, you probably can't eat pizza from New York as well. There's probably something in your contract for that. Yes, <laughs> you can only eat pizza from Italy. <laughs> um. What do you what do you think's gonna happen this weekend? This is kind of a bold question because we have a sprint race. Um, you know, last race we really only saw one Ferrari perform. Um, mm-hmm. McLaren obviously did very well, but it was a very hot night race. I don't really have a gauge coming into this weekend on on what I'm feeling. I also <laughs> don't have a gauge missing all free practices, mm-hmm. sprint shootout, mm-hmm. qualifying only watching the sprint and the race uh, even though it's a whole different track just i feel like i'm not really caught up to speed with where everyone's at right now mm-hmm. um lando talked about not predicting a super high performance following mega performances from mclaren in recent tracks yeah i could see just you know the top teams, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, McLaren, all doing rel- well. relatively well. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's always dark the, horses. Barring mistakes. Yeah. Barring, you know, Signs was out last race. Yeah. That surprised me. I had no idea that his car was out until I started watching the actual race mm-hmm. the week pro- the week following. I think Fernando, Alpine, and Albon are all always dark horses with that too. Because they yeah. always show up somewhere in that mid pack. Yeah. Um, I don't think this track would suit Williams, so I'm going to remove Albon from that. I think Alpine, as long as they don't, you know, have another French Civil War, should probably do okay. Um, if there's, just keep the drivers away from each other, really. That's all. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see those drivers near each other at all at any time. Yeah. Um, I think. I think Alonso is going to surprise this weekend, and I, you know, I'm going to say that's a bold prediction. I'm going to say that's. A bold prediction of mine for this weekend. Alonzo will get a top five. If you have a track that even will relatively cater to the Aston Martin car, Mm -hmm. then you're immediately going next to driver experience, driver skill. Yes. Alonzo's got mega experience, tons of skill. I agree. I don't know how long Circuit of the Americas has been run on the F1 circuit. But Alonzo's been in the game a long time. Six, eight, 
So yeah, I'm sure Alonso's raced it every single time that it's been yeah on the circuit. So actually, I'll Google that one. I could see. I agree with you. I could see that being sort of a surprise player in the top, you know, top five, top ten. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yep. So. Yeah. Raced it a couple times in his life, I'd say. Yeah. It's probably be around his 10th time because I think he took a year off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another, especially comparing to Qatar, that was a lot newer of a track. I think this time around, we'll be seeing a lot of the experienced drivers mm-hmm. doing better than you know, rookies and lesser experienced drivers because this track and has been a part of the F1 circuit for significantly longer, um, as well as it being a lot more versatile, catering to a lot of cars rather than specifically high-speed versus low-speed corner cars. Yeah, yeah. I could see some, you know, surprises happening. I'm just going to, so I'm not going to do a sprint, you know, uh, prediction here, but yeah. I'll, I'll give a, a, a just podium prediction here. Yeah. Um, you know, Max is going to win. Yep, likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ferrari is going to come in with an edge over Mercedes in qualifying. I think Mercedes still has the pace in the race, mm-hmm. but I think just yeah, uh, uh, I just changed my mind twice in my head. I think Ferrari is going to get a podium. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to be Leclerc, mm. even though you know recently Sainz has had you know a better stretch here. Uh, you know I don't know remove guitar from that signs has had a better stretch here mm-hmm. um and i think i will see sir lewis hamilton on the podium as well so that's my top three max charles um hamilton in that order that's a good podium yeah i really think it's basically gonna be anyone in the top three to five teams mm-hmm I also think Max is going to win. It's kind of a given at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think Checo is going to get a podium. Wild card. Yes, wild card. Yeah. I agree with you. I'll say no based on especially watching the 2022 highlights. Yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunity for pushing too hard mm-hmm. and, you know, going off, whether that be qualifying, whether that be the sprint, whether that be sprint shootout. I'll put... <laughs> Kill me here. I th- I think I'll put signs P2. Okay. And I think that Mercedes is probably going to make mistakes, whether it comes to strategy or something. And I'll I'll go with my boys in the McLaren, okay. and I'll say I'm going to say Piastri podium. Piastri over Lando. Interesting. Yes. He is hotter right now. I'm just that's I'm just going to ride with the McLaren momentum and yeah. say that they're going to get a podium. I mean, you saw last week that Piastri started. P6 and you're, just instantly shot to P2. So you're right. you really never know what's going to happen. He's good at keeping his nose clean. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not, yeah, I don't really want to do sprint race predictions. I think it's going to be mayhem. 
Yeah. But I think that'll be fun for us at least, especially yeah. on Saturday night when we don't have to wake up early for a race. We can for sure. maybe have a couple of drinks and enjoy that one together. Uh, yeah, I enjoy watching the sprint race, and I kind of hope that the drivers that have less of a chance in a full race yeah. sort of get that opportunity to show their skills, yeah. show, show that. Get Logan Sargent some points, please, please. Oh, man, that would be great. I would be in red, white, and blue on Sunday. Still could happen. Still could happen. Oh, Never it could know. happen. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this weekend, man. Got yeah. some cooking to do. Got some a lot of racing to watch. A lot of qualifying to watch. A lot of sim to do tomorrow night. I think I'm gonna do a lot of sim work tomorrow night just because I'll be bored. Yeah, we so. didn't get to do uh, fastest lap in Coda. Maybe we can sim. share it after the race, but only if it's not an embarrassingly slow time. And if it is like five seconds off their pace, we just won't bring it up. Completely forget that I ever brought it up. Okay. But before the race, I would like to, it's honestly a fun perspective and I would recommend it for F1 fans. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a sim ring, sim rig and you just have a controller, mm -hmm. EA play is a way to not to shell out some free advertising, <laughs> but EA play is a way to download an F1 22 or 23 mm -hmm. pop in there. The perspective that you get from the sim on a track, especially as a first time viewer, yep. never having seen people drive on the track, mm -hmm. it sort of builds, you can sort of build the track in your mind better when you're watching the race. Yep. I'm going to get the Oculus out and we're going to get motion sickness together. <laughs> it's going to be the best motion sickness experience of my entire life. <laughs> Racing on Coda on the sim. In VR. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I think this is a, a pretty good summary of, of, of this weekend. What would you say, Foster? Yeah. Uh, good summary. Talked about some good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. First Coda experience. Yep. Texas. Um, yeah. Everything's Texas. bigger in Texas. America. Te America. I've been to Texas. I've not. Twice. Have I? No, it's I have not. awesome. Good the, steak there. I heard. Uh, I mean, the best stuff is barbecue. Okay. I don't know if that's obvious to people listening, watching or I've not. I've never been there, sorry. Authentic barbecue from basically anywhere. It's unbeatable to anywhere else you can get it. Mm -hmm. From my perspective that I've experienced in the United States. Also, gas stations have breakfast tacos. Oh. Eggs. Like, eggs. In a hard shell? Eggs, soft tortilla, oh, wow. eggs, hot sauce or sauce of your preference, Tomatilla. and a meat, yep. like some steak or some pulled pork, mm -hmm. and they're like super cheap, mm -hmm. and it's the equivalent to us going to Wawa gas station <laughs> for food. Yep. You just show up there, and the gas station breakfast tacos, incredible. Interesting. It's like top tier food. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's from a gas station, you wouldn't expect it. I respect the gas station food. I yeah. know Sheets. I know Wawa. If you have tacos at your gas station in Texas, I won't judge. I'd try it. Maybe we'll go there sometime. 7-Eleven taquitos too. Uh, okay, I'm a fiend for taquitos from 7-Eleven. You've seen me. Lower quality, I'll say, but delicious. I'll eat four of those, and I won't even think twice about what it's yeah, doing to my body. For sure. But, yeah. Texas, Texas has good food. Coda's going to be exciting. Yep. It'll be a fun weekend. Yes. And, and uh, we're going to catch you for our review of coda on monday i'm excited see you then thanks for watching listening and we'll see you monday Bye.